What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Good morning, good afternoon. I'm so excited. Elaine Williams here with the Still Human Podcast with my amazing podcast partner, Kathy Keegan, and our fabulous guest, Jordan Dawson. Hello, hello. Hey, Jordan, welcome. So good to see you. So good to see you, Elaine. I know, I'm so excited. We get to hang out and laugh. Um, yeah, thanks so, so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, we're so excited to have you, Jordan. It's, I feel like there's my life is before Jordan and then after Jordan. <laughs> it's, you know, like before Jay, after Jay, you know, big deal. Um, so I just wanted to say if you're new to us, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so happy that you're here. Kathy, Katie, and I are coaches and authors and speakers, and we kept laughing a lot when we were working together. And we were like, oh my God, what if we could do a comedic look at work and and uh, being an entrepreneur? And what if we could tell funny, embarrassing stories? Because there's so many podcasts where it's like, do the thing, connect your life, success, success, success. And so I was like, well, let's talk about like all the things they don't talk about. So that was the origin of why we started this. And, you know, kind of like, I wish I'd known this. And so we hope to share our wisdom, but also to be wonderfully entertaining and inspiring too. So no pressure, no pressure, ladies, but. (laughs) Oh, no, uh, none, none felt. Thank you so much. Actually, what you made me think of is the fact that the people you see who are polished, when they give a polished presentation, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. We were talking earlier about Broadway And one time I was able to have a backstage tour of, I forget which musical it was. It might have been Guys and Dolls or something like that. But the backstage is as organized and gorgeous as the front of the stage. And the reason, you know, why why does Elaine often look polished and wonderful? Because there is a story behind the story. What would Jay do? And Jay being Jordan, Jordan Dawson. Dawson. <laughs> so there are the people who do these jobs that are that make everybody look fabulous. And there's a lot of work and a lot of skill involved in that. And so we're so delighted to have Jordan here because it's important for us to recognize all the different parts of what makes something work. Also, not on screen, but our fabulous, fabulous Stefan um, with Birch Media, who is the responsible for uh, the editing of, of our podcast and it's just remarkable the amount of work that goes into behind the scenes to allow us to sit here and be able to chat with you. Mm, thanks, Kathy. I, I always love to go backstage at the theater, but um, I'm so excited to have Jordan on today. I met her, I don't even know, a few, several months ago, and um, she is uh, just a brilliant, brilliant businesswoman. And and I, I'm so excited because I want to hear all about your life and what had you start your 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 business, Jordan. And I, I just also wanted to share you and your wisdom because as an entrepreneur, my background is theater and comedy and restaurants and real estate. And so working closely with somebody on my business 
was very, very stressful for me. And I didn't know how to talk to people, hold people accountable, manage people or things or projects. Like that part of the business was like, and I feel like that happens for so many other business owners that I know. And, and I've had several clients who were like terrified of their assistants. Like they were too dominating or they were just like, sure, whatever. And I just feel like Jordan is like this magical somewhere in the middle master. And so I'm hoping that she'll share some of her wisdom and insight with our listeners because there is a right way and a wrong way to hire, um, You know, she's a VA, but she's so much more. So anyway, I'm just so excited that you're here, Jordan. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. So yeah. uh, I would um, love to ask you. What do you want to ask me? (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry. I was okay. I was just gonna ask. Sorry, there's a little bit of a little bit of a delay. Uh sorry, sorry, Stefan. What had you start your business? Like, was there like an impetus? You know, tell us, tell us the origins of that. If you okay, will. so first and foremost, um, I own Sensi Assist Lifestyle Management Firm. I started back in 2015, and I, I have a background in healthcare. So I was working in the healthcare industry, and we worked bankers hours, so nine to five. You go in when everybody else goes in, you leave when everybody else is leaving. So I just never had time to get the errands done that I wanted to get done. And so when I started Sensi Assist, it actually started off as an errand service. So I did food deliveries, laundry, um, random, you know, errands for working people, people who work the hours that I worked. Um, And honestly, being a virtual assistant just kind of fell in my lap because I realized that the busiest people are business owners. 24 hours is literally never enough time in the day when you own your own business. So I I was approached by a few business owners. And so I used these skills that I learned in school, um, in college, and then I learned Um, some more administrative skills and, you know, the workplace. So I use those and I actually pivoted my entire business into a virtual assistant firm and I train VAs to become VAs. I uh, also help train business owners on digital uh, media, digital products, anything that you can do online, I train and consult on. And then I really just, I sell time. So, you know, I end up giving business owners back time that they could be doing what they love in their business versus doing the things that they absolutely hate. So some people hate social media. We do social media. Some people have no idea what to do with their websites. We do websites. Some people just have no idea that there are systems and processes out there that help you set your business on autopilot. We set those up. We run those on the back end. Really, we're just giving you back the time that you would spend trying to learn all of these extra things, trying to figure out and throw spaghetti at the wall. We take all the guesswork out of the back end so that you can be you know, up in the forefront, being the face of your business, working um, on your business and not in your business so that you don't, you know, get bogged down by the extra stuff. 
because, you know, if you got into your business to become a photographer, you really probably don't want to be on the back end trying to figure out what you're going to post on social media. So we end up, you know, scheduling out social media for the next 30 days. We set it, we forget it, and you don't have to do anything else with it. If you want to comment on social media, you're more than welcome, but you don't even have to touch your social media to have a digital footprint when you're working with us. <clears throat> That's it, guys. So great. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And I, you didn't, you, you didn't mention, you, didn't, you know, you said how you help, you help give people back time. But I would also say you help me not pull my hair out, which is not pretty. I'm not pretty as a bald woman. So and she, you have a lot, you have a lot of hair uh, too. Well, it's changing, you know, so, well, awesome, Jordan. Well, it's so I, cool. Go ahead, Kathy. So uh, one of the things about being able to, to, you know, delegate things or help other people is the willingness to let go of things. And so sometimes what happens is people get stuck in this endless loop of myself, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, as skilled or bright or lovely as we might be, we don't have all the skills. Right. And that is okay. Mm -hmm. That is why we have people who do all kinds of roles. I remember once saying to one of the managers where I was working, I said, if we were a hospital, our patients would be dead. And the reason I said that <laughs> is because <laughs> they had no idea of, I know that is, That's it is sad. Let's reflect on that for a moment. <laughs> and the reason I made this analogy was that we were in the money management business. And so a lot of the things, there are very few tangible things that are produced. So you have a hard, it's very hard to kind of look at the work that people are doing. So if you're not aware of what it takes to do something, you assume that anything that's not your hard job is got to be easy. And so you had people saying, well, why don't you just throw this together? Throwing it together is going to take about two and a half hours because of X, Y, and Z. Now, I didn't want people to know what the sausage factory was. I mean, there's nothing more boring than listing all the things that I'm doing behind the scenes. But it was just important for people to realize we hired that person for a reason, not because they sit there and they've got Microsoft Word and there's a spell check. They're an editor. They're just not. You know, so it's so important to hire well and to hire people who can do the things that you need to do. And also look at Jordan. She's the yes face. She's the person who says, here. Let me take this for you. For a manager, for a business owner, what a relief that is. Oh, I can't even tell you. Know? you. And, and you know, yeah. another thing is, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm codependent. And so I'll be like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And she'll be like, you're fine. Like, I just, I love how we communicate because, um, you know, I've got a million things going and I'm, uh, and I, sometimes I feel embarrassed at my lack of organization which Kathy can relate to. Where's the link? What happened to that? You know? And um, I mean, it's just so great. It's refreshing to work with somebody who is partnering, you know, and I was talking about this in my accountability group this week about there's a difference between collaborating versus managing. And I, I just love that distinction. And I, I feel like you do that so well, Jordan. So, um, okay. I have another question, Jordan. So okay. you have two gorgeous young sons, right? Mm -hmm. I do. 13 and sons. 10. Mm -hmm. And they, 
13 and 10, and they each have their own YouTube channel. And I would just love to know, like, do you talk to them about being entrepreneurs or how did that come about? So I actually run a summer camp. Uh, It's an entrepreneurship camp for kids ages 7 to 14. And they actually come in and they learn business principles. We write out business plans. We have um, business owners come in from, um, you know, throughout the city and they come and they speak to them about their different industries and their entrepreneurial journey. The kids create viable businesses by the end of the summer. And we have a big event at the end of the summer. And usually all the kids make a profit. Um, It really boosts their self-esteem. It lets them know, you know, you don't have to be an adult to be a business owner. Um, You don't have to wait until you grow up to do exactly what you love to do. Um, So I think instilling that in kids when they're young and malleable, um, it really kind of opens up their imagination and it really lets them feel confident in the fact that they're, they, you know, they made something, something is theirs. They own something. And I, I'm just in awe at the kids every year. Um, But my sons, they actually do, they do have their YouTube channels. My oldest son actually is employed by my company because I taught him how to code and make websites and stuff. So um, he's my little partner. Uh, He's 13. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, that's amazing. When kids really enjoy something, it's easy for them to do the work um, to make sure that they're putting out quality, um, quality quality product, quality service, um, because they enjoy what they're doing. I don't know. He just really took to it. And like he just builds websites for fun, like for himself, too. So he'll just come back <laughs> and say, look at the site that I made. Um, look, look at the business that I have. And so we're always. <laughs> Did you just like, say websites for fun? Yeah, he really does. And wow. so he, they look really great. Um, but he just likes to put things together. His wheels are always turning. Um And then the little one, he's really invested in his YouTube channel. He, all of his Christmas stuff last year were things to help his channel. So he got um, the little camera that goes above our TV. He does like gaming videos. So he got the little camera that connects to the game so that he can explain what he's talking about. And he doesn't have to do like two takes on two different devices. So he was really um, intentional about his list this year because he wants to grow his channel. Every time he meets a new person, he's like, can you subscribe to my channel? (laughs) So he is really invested (laughs) in that too. (laughs) So yeah, so, um, but the summer camp- I love it. I just think that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're my little- Are you doing it this summer virtually? Yeah, yeah. So we shifted shifted to virtual last year during the pandemic just because I didn't want the kids to miss out on opportunities. Um, So what I did was I did all of the lessons. I recorded all of the lessons and um, I actually had it was a bigger turnout for speakers because I can get speakers from all over the world if we're doing 
everything virtually. So I had a lot of people reach out to me um, to be speakers. So there's a whole speaker library that they can access um, at their leisure. They can go through the lessons at their leisure. Um, And then everybody at the end ended up with a website where they can be contacted, where they can showcase their products, um, where they can showcase their services. So they, um, we didn't have the big event last year just because of safety concerns. I always want to keep the baby safe. My kids haven't been back to school since this whole thing started. So I don't, I'm not going to, you know, bring other people's kids and put them in harm's way if I'm not willing to do that for my kids. But they were actually able to create their websites, create their online footprint. We did social media sites um, so that they can get the word out there. So it actually, it worked out really well. It was just a different format, but everybody should have been able to pivot last year because the pandemic went on all year. If you didn't pivot, you failed, right? So we just figured out how to offer the yep. same <laughs> just online, which actually worked out really well because now anybody can join. They don't just have to join in the summertime. They can do it throughout the year um, at their leisure, whenever they want. They can go through the different lessons. They can go through the course. They can go into the speaker's library and really delve into all of the different um, industries that are in there and really make an informed decision about the um, type of business that they want to they want to build or the type of brands they want to be a part of. So, yeah, it was oh helpful. Oh, my God, and I love that. This. Like, I didn't get that when I went to school. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that available to me. And, um, you know, you go to school, you do all this learning, and you get out. You know, like, I studied Spanish for seven years, and I get off the plane. And now I have to ask a cab driver to take me to an address. All I could say was that this river is longer than that river, <laughs> and this mountain is very tall. <laughs> you know, and, and it's sort of like... That's what education can sometimes be, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and what you're saying is kids are curious. They want to learn. So let's plug into that. And then that's intrinsic motivation. Mm -hmm. And so what you've done is you've sparked that. And now those kids are going to be inspired to learn on their own. It's just I have goosebumps. It is such a brilliant. What do you what do you call the program? Is there a way to let people know about it? So because I think it's just amazing. And it's, it's something that deserves a loudspeaker. Sure. So anybody can access the uh, sign up for the camp. It is on my website, cincyassistllc.com. And you just go and navigate to the kids virtual camp. That's the only one that's available right now. I've uh, taken down the signups for the in-person camp. So um, there are a lot of helpful things on my page, actually. So I know we were talking about hiring the right person originally. There's a whole VA checklist on my uh, site that lets you know kind of the things that you need to do to hire the right people um, and not go through the endless wheel of um, turnover, having people that don't mesh with you, that oh, don't you know, give yes. you the qualities that you need and a person that's going to be on your team. Because like Elaine said, I do, I believe in collaboration. I treat every business that I touch like it's my own because I know our businesses are our babies. And, you know, I know how it, how long it took me to build up my brand and to get where I wanted to get and, you know, it's hard to hand off the reins sometimes to other people. Um, so 
by using the checklist, it's literally checking off everything that's important before you bring someone into your world, because I know that can be scary. So anyway, um, there are a lot oh, of honey child. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, no problem. So and yeah. Will you, is it Cincy? C-I-N-C-Y? Mm-hmm. C-I-N-C-Y. C-I-N-C-Y. Uh-huh. And then the word assist, assist Awesome. I just, yeah, I want to help my clients because so many people, I think get tripped up with, well, how do I delegate and what do I delegate? Or if you've hired the wrong person, then you stop trusting yourself mm-hmm. or, you know, and that's one reason Kathy and I wanted to start this podcast of like, I remember I was in this million dollar mastermind and I was so excited because I was going to do a webinar and all these people were going to come and it was, you know, and then I did it and nobody came and I like sobbed on my bed for two days. And then somebody else said, oh yeah, when you're just starting out, most people don't make it. And I was like, why didn't somebody tell me this? Like there were just some things that were omitted that, you know, I wish I had known. So I just love it. Yeah, it's like how do you get to how do you get to Carnegie Hall? <laughs> repetition, repetition, repetition. <laughs> oh wait a minute. No. We know what the word is. Practice, practice, practice. But it's the it's the same thing. And you know, um I wanted to ask, you know, on that in that realm of being able to hand things off. Um were there moments when you were developing your business where you were just like, "Oh, I'm at a crunch time." And were there were there was it Ever did you ever have a moment where it was where you realized, oh, I need to I need to staff up and this is how I need to do it? Were there ever any kind of challenge points in your in building your business? So yeah, there were a lot of challenges um, <laughs> with running a business, but I think that's with anything. When you start any sort of business or brand, there are always growing pains. There's always things that um, come up. And for me, um, I'm an organized person when it comes to my business. And when things started to pile on, I'm like, I cannot tell other people that they need to outsource their stress and then we'll do the rest if I literally am stressing myself out. So for me, um, figuring out the right people to add to my team and creating the right trainings and SOPs like systems and processes or whatever. Um, It's really helpful to do all of that stuff on the back end before you bring somebody onto your team. So I created um, training videos for all of the systems that I use. I created an SOP manual so that Um, Any of the services that I offer, there's a step-by-step guide on how to get it done the way that I would do it. And then, um, you know, I just made sure that everybody... I just made sure that everybody was trained well before I handed off any of my accounts to them. Um, So it's really helpful to get that done. And I have like a brand manual as well. So all of my colors, all of my fonts, all of the images that kind of represent my brand, um, spacing, if that like, I know that sounds weird, but like spacing in my post or in my emails that go out. Because uh, I, uh, 
I want it to look like me. I want it to sound like me. Like I never want to hand off an account and they get mediocre service when I know that I don't deliver mediocre service. So I don't want to ever take on an account and then they feel jaded or gypped that they didn't get, you know, what somebody referred to them, even if I'm not working hands on on their particular business. So everybody is trained just the way I'm trained. They do the things that I do specifically the way that I would do them because everything is written out. I created a system, an onboarding system, so that when people come in, they shouldn't have very many questions. We should be able to do a quick team meeting to address any issues. But other than that, everything that you should, um, everything that you have a question on, you should be able to find in the library. So just a, a word of a word of that advice is yeah. incredible and yeah i know really that's amazing uh, standing of standing standing, standing ovation. ovation and the thing I, the reason i sort of laughed when you were talking about the different spacing and stuff is my husband is an editor he's a medical editor and we will go into a rest well when we used to do that <laughs> but he'll look at a menu he'll look at a sign he'll say boy the kerning on that <laughs> You know, or there's a typo there. And so, you know, that level of detail is really incredible. And, you know, um, we used to call them bus instructions. And I always tell people that, especially when you're just starting out, when you're doing something, that's what that's what I've been doing is whatever, whatever I do, I write down the steps of what I'm doing. And I put it and I use Evernote. Um, so that I can keep track of what I do and how I did it. So I just, as I'm doing it, I put it in Evernote and then it's there. So if I ever need to explain to anybody else, here's how I do it, then they can try it that way. And chances are they might find a better way, but at least they know how I thought I thought I should do it. And then, <laughs> and then, and then that's the thing too. You have to have humility. You have to be willing to let the experts improve upon the thing that you just think is so cool. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's that's another part of you know when you're running a business it's there's a part of handing off it's like but i liked my way but sometimes it's not the most efficient way and so what you really are able to do jordan is communicate so clearly be so so organized that um it really really is my stress level has plummeted during our conversation today and that's a compliment oh, thank you <laughs> Thank oh you. No, it's so true. And, and, and I think, um, you know, the way I was conditioned was to be nice and polite and not direct growing up in the South. And, and so, you know, Jordan will be like, do you want me to do this? And I'm like, oh yeah, good. Thanks. Like sometimes like <laughs> communication 101, um, that's definitely true. Are, like, you just ta- so are we just having a conversation? Or? I need this to happen. I don't know if you have time. I'm like, Elaine, <laughs> do you need me to do this? I can get it done. Just, just give it. Tell me. Just give it. Just give it. Just calm down. Well, and I, you know, and I, I also want to be respectful because I know, mm-hmm. I know, you know, you have many clients and you know, my goal is to scale so that I can, you know, be your only client. But, you know, I just always want to be respectful because, you know, that's how I want to be treated. Right. It's just, you know, it's nice to be kind and respectful. And, um, that brings me to another question. Um, if, you know, we're two obviously white women and, you know, you're, um, 
not, you know, you're African-American or I'm not sure whatever the, the latest term is. And, you know, I would love to know your, um, you know, is it hard to work with white people? Like the more woke I've been this past year and seeing the systematic racism that I, I sort of knew was there, but I feel like I I've gotten it on a whole nother level and I'm working to educate myself and I'm donating and signing petitions and I haven't marched yet, but you know, I would love to know your take because you grew up in the South too. Midwest. Midwest. It's still just as... Midwest, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, there are still those types of yeah. people, <laughs> um, you know, out in the cornfields, right? Um, but yeah, no, um, I don't right. find it difficult to work with anyone, to be honest, um, but that's because I pick and choose my clients. Like I don't, I don't take on all clients. So if we don't mesh, um, and if I don't feel like, you know, it'll be a healthy working relationship, then I don't take you on as a client. I have people that I can refer to you, but I don't take on everybody because I like to keep my peace. I like to keep my stress level down. Um, it's already hard enough raising two little people. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't take on, I really, I don't take on people that I feel like it's going to be a problem. Right. But then also, um, okay, cool. I grew up, I, I went to a, to an art school and literally my school was like a melting pot of people, right. All different types of people, shapes, sizes, races, sexual orientations, whatever, what have you like. So I make friends with anybody, you know, so I don't find it difficult to work with um, different races or different, you know, creeds or whatever. Um, I think that, you know, it, it's something that I can't that like I subconsciously think about when I'm talking to people um, because there are there's racism, obviously. Right. But then there's like subtle microaggressions, too. So it's like if I hear certain things, I'm like, ah, that's probably not going to work. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. And in, in this climate, you have to I mean, you do you have to be careful with who you align yourself with. Um, and um, like I never I don't want to that. feel yeah. comfortable, but I most of all don't want to feel uncomfortable. Like I've worked in corporate America and it's um like I've gotten passed over for promotions by people who've I, who I trained because they didn't they didn't look like me, right? So it's easier to put them up on the ladder and have them be the face of the department or whatever. But then, you know, I'm training everybody that's coming through the door. The only reason they know how to do their job is because I know how to do my job and I told them how to do so. And you just you get tired of like that, and then. The hair was an issue too. Like, um, you know, ever since I started my business, I've, you know, let my natural hair grow out or whatever instead of, um, you know, trying to conform to what looks professional to other people. Um, because there is a there there's a, a there's a bias and there's a uh, like there's there's a bias about how professional natural hair looks but I don't understand how it's unprofessional if it grows out of my head this way right 
Like your hair grows out of your head the way that it grows out, right? So you don't have to transform your entire look in order to be seen professional. So, I mean, that is something that, you know, I I appreciate um, by working for myself. I remember I was working healthcare company, right? I won't say which, but we had a whole bunch of ups and downs. Our turnover rate is ridiculous. But I uh, I was up for a promotion and my supervisor pulled me aside. And I think I had, um, I had color in my hair, but it was straightened and everything. And it was, what was it? I think it was like an like a auburn color or something like that, but it was mixed in or whatever. And she pulled me aside and she told me, she was like, you won't be taken seriously, you know, if your hair is the way that it is. But then I look around, like there are supervisors that are white, right? And then they they have color in their hair. So why is it acceptable there, but it's not acceptable with me? And that, you know, that rubbed me the completely wrong way because I'm like, I'm that has no bearing on mm. how well I do my job, on how much I put out for this company, but you're focused on hair, right? So, I mean, those are things that, you know, yeah. we have to deal with. We have to think about every day. But I love that I work for myself and I, this is what you get. I did my hair like this yesterday. You know, I have locks in today. I might have, you know, a ponytail in tomorrow, right? But I have the ability to do things the way that I want to do them. And I, I really appreciate um, having that flexibility and having that freedom in owning my own business because I'm, I'm my boss. I don't, what am I going to do? You need to change your hair. And I just did it. I don't, you know, I don't have to do that. <laughs> I don't have to do that. Yeah, I heard you your bosses. I heard your bosses really you know, mean. Determine if you want to work with me or not. Hair like this or not. You know what I mean? Right. So whatever. But, um, we just, I don't it know. It's so I, crazy. I you know, mm-hmm. I, I know it's, I am, I have, a, my spin teacher has naturally curly hair and she was in the liquor business and she would go get it permanently straightened every six months because she said that it helped her in her career. And I just was like, oh my God, so crazy. So crazy. Well, and I think, you know, we're starting to look at those kinds of things like the so-called executive presence. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) It looks very white, male, about six foot two, kind of graying hair, right? And so we have these stereotypes in our minds. And what can happen is, you know, part of the reason for the ongoing conversation, these are conversations that need to continue and be had, is because there's stuff that got wired into our brains that needs to be surfaced looked at and rejected, right? And to understand, you know, that when you look at somebody, you have no idea what you are seeing. You have no idea, you know, until you are in conversation with the person, right? And um, so much about what we do is it's sort of like you see what you look for. Um, I mean, I could give you all kinds of little expressions, but it's, it's really important work because there are so many gifts in in huge measure and we're not tapping into them why would we want not want to tap into the gifts that people have and why why would we overlook that and and why would we all want to be the same like to me diversity is so fun 
it's so cool. And to learn about other people's cultures and rituals and language and food. And, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I just can't imagine. There's just so many things I, I can't imagine. But, um, you know, Jordan, I wanted to ask you another question. What is the biggest mistake you see your clients making? If there's a theme <sighs> or... I think because you've you've had your business now for five and a half years. Yeah, yeah, it'll be six in August. But um, so the biggest mistake. Congratulations! Oh, thank you, thank you. So I think the biggest mistake is probably waiting to hire a team. Um, because by the time people reach me, they're literally frazzled. They've spent so much money trying to make things work when, you know, I could literally have done this in an hour, right? So um, they make the mistake of thinking that the, uh, not considering the ROI, the return on investment when hiring an assistant or hiring other people to your team, because the three hours that you just spent trying to figure out how to schedule out this post, I could have done this in two minutes, Two minutes. And it's well worth, right, you know, right. the salary, the package price, whatever would have you to have that peace of mind to know that you're not going to be wasting time on things that you don't know how to do and to know that it's going to be done well and to know that, you know, you can actually trust someone with this section of your company and not have to worry. You can breathe again. Um, I have a client and she's like, you have no idea. Like I had a, I had a virtual assistant before you, the timing was off. She was, you know, in the Philippines. So like when she was up, I was asleep. I was staying up to three in the morning to try and make sure that I was able yeah. to answer all of her questions. Um, I paid her this money to do this, but she really didn't have the capabilities to, um, speak in my voice the way that I would normally do. And she was like, literally, I've hired you. This is the first month. And she's like, I want to up my package because there's other stuff that I want to give you because I literally have time to brainstorm to think how to grow and scale my business. And I want to do more. So I'm going to give you more so that I can do more and I can be the face of my company. I can really figure out how to take my company to the next level because I'm not spending time doing nonsense that I could pay you or somebody else to do. And I thought that was really refreshing. And then she also right. told me, you know, that she had been telling people this and then they're like, well, who's your virtual assistant? She's like, I don't want to even give your name out because I don't want to lose you. <laughs> so because you're going to work on other projects. Like, literally... It's totally fine. You can give me referrals. I told you I have like people behind me. So it's totally fine. <laughs> you don't have to keep me your best kept secret, right? You can literally give me referrals and still keep the quality of service that you're used to. Um, so, I mean, it's it, it's really funny to um, kind of see, you know, where people are before they bring me on or bring my company on versus where they are a month into it, three months into it, six months into it, because it is literally a shift. It's a shift every time. And I see that, you know, their mm. their minds are running away with them with possibilities because they are not bogged down with responsibility that they can just give me. 
Like right. you have you have room to think, room to think versus ah, Elaine. Ah. Hey Elaine, yes. did you identify with anything that Jordan was oh, talking no. about? I, I mean, I you know I'm I'm super organized, <laughs> and uh, you know I'm really methodical, and I'm so good with detail. No, yes, I, that was so great. <laughs> that was so great. Yeah, and I just you know, and I, and I think you know, I've had a team and then I pivot, you know, it's a whole evolution, but I, I hear people say, I can't afford a VA. And I'm like, with the right one, you can't afford not to have one, but it's the challenge of finding the right one. So, um, at the end, I'm going to ask you to tell us your, your, um, your website again, but I want to ask one more question. If I may, I, I prepared today. For people listening, that is one I huge know. list of questions. Yeah, everything. Because, you know, we want this podcast to be informing and educational, but also entertaining. And I know that everybody has at least one crazy story of like embarrassment or that you were just like, oh my God, I cannot believe this happened. Do you have um, a story and you can change the names, of course, but is there any? Any, you know, crazy mishap or anything crazy, you know, that's happened in, in your, since you started your business? I mean, I think that crazy things happen all the time. Like I might have a few crazy things that have happened. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, okay, so here's one. Okay. In the beginning... When I first started my uh, my business, I was um, delivering packages um, to start from a client to their clients, right? And I was looking at my phone, like I dropped everything off, and I try to, you know, Elaine, I try and be so professional. I try to <laughs> walk the walk, talk the talk, right? And then so when I'm out and about, I, I'm the same. So I was just so professional at the desk with the receptionist and everything. And uh, it's this big, huge building downtown that I was delivering to. And I went and I wasn't paying attention. And like, you know, like in like cartoons or like sitcoms, there's like a glass door or window or something. You see someone walk into it like super hard. That was me. Like, I wasn't paying attention. Like, I was walking at full speed and I ran into, like, this glass window door situation that they had. And the poor receptionist, she was trying her best not to laugh. And I'm like, you know, I'm literally the clumsiest person in the world, right? So I laugh at myself when I do stupid stuff like that. So I'm like, it's fine. You can laugh. She turned beet red because she was really, really trying her best not to laugh. And I'm just like, you know, go ahead. It's fine. It's totally fine. Laugh. Laugh at me. That's laugh okay. at yourself. Whatever. Like, I I fall and run into stuff so much. It's ridiculous. And then I think I passed it down to my child because he is now the clumsiest person. Oh, that no. I know. <laughs> like, we have... um. At my at my old school, at my school, like when I was in high school, I went to the performing arts high school here. And if anybody's listening has ever been in that building, um, the old building, they know that they have these huge marble staircases, right? 
and they're amazing, Ooh, and beautiful, and just, you know, very wonderful, right? But not wonderful when you're not paying attention. So, like, in high school, I still dress like a business professional. I don't know. Like, I wore slacks. I wore stilettos. Like, in class, like, why are you dressed like this in the 10th grade, right? So, I... <laughs> I still dress very professional, <laughs> right? And so my, like, you know, back in the day, the the slacks had the, the cuffs, like the huge cuffs or whatever. Super stylish, super chic, right? I looked really cute, right? I love looking cute, but then also, again, the clumsiness. So my stiletto got stuck in the... Oh, no. The pants. And I literally tumbled down an entire flight of stairs. And like, it was like, I told you my life was like a cartoon, a sitcom, whatever. Like one of my shoes was still at the top of the staircase. Like I am just disheveled. Like I'm always. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. But then you like, okay, did you, did you break anything? No, I didn't break anything. It's just stupid. Did you break anything? Were you okay? No. Okay. Oh, everything was fine. <laughs> hey Jordan. So, um, I just have to tell you that. I had, I had something. It was the I call it the clogging incident of 1978. <laughs> um, it was the last time I owned and wore clogs. I walked into this building at UMass Amherst and proceeded to just tumble down all the oh stairs. This, you know, and and I was humiliated more than anything else. Right? I had these big bruises, but whatever. Um, but I've never worn clogs. I swore <laughs> off them. So I just want to let you know that. So oh my God. this has just been so awesome. And I, you know, I worked in an office where we redid it and had all this glass around <laughs> and there were more yellow stickies and bright colored stickies and signs on those doors because people kept walking into them. <laughs> it's really pretty, that I'm not but we're human. Because still. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think, I think we've all done it, but we just don't talk about it. So. Well, this has been so much fun. I'm I'm just so grateful that I found you and I'm I feel like I'm learning how to work with you and be a partner and it's just it's been so much fun and you're such a blessing and I'm so grateful because I've been through a lot of different people and you know, I'm the boss, but sometimes I'm a horrible boss for myself and others. So I feel like I've I'm so grateful that I've learned enough and um so if people want to find out about your fabulous school for kids or they want to just talk to you about hiring you or anything like that, tell us again your website, Jordan. Okie dokie. So my website is Cincy, that's C-I-N-C-Y, assist, A-S-S-I-S-T, L-L-C.com. And you can go there to find out information about the virtual kids camp. You can find any of my checklists for hiring a VA or any freebies that I have um, available right now. Any services that I offer or trainings. Also products. There's a social media planner in there. It has over 365 prompts that you can use for social media. Um, it has tip sheets, goals, all types of fun jazz. You can also uh, check out any workshops that I've done, any replays that are on there. Uh, help yourself to, again, that's CincyAssistLLC.com. Thank you, ladies, so much for having me on. This has been so much fun. This awesome. Morning. Oh, awesome. 
Oh, oh thank, thank you, you Jordan. Jordan. Thanks for sharing your, your, you know, everything and your kid's story and your story. And I have this image of you tumbling down the marble stairs, which is hilarious, but you're welcome. Thank God you're okay. You're welcome for that. Um, yeah. It's been great to have you. And, and, <laughs> and, and Kathy, who is this amazing oh. coach and speaker, and her mission is to end needless workplace suffering. And that used to mean, you know, in the buildings. And now it also means like working from home if your boss is an asshole. Yeah. Or, as I like to say, well, yeah, because sometimes the boss is my own brain, right? right? So you're not far off. Right. Um, yeah, I would, you know, it's sort of work that works wherever you are, right? And um, I'm at www. That's how you would say it if you're from Boston, kathykeegan.com. And how do we get in touch with you, Elaine? Well, thanks for asking. So I do these really cool master classes once a month on the third Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern about how to rock your videos. And Jordan and I are going to do a very cool challenge um, at the beginning of April. And you can always come find me at Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. I love helping people get over their fear of the camera and tell their stories and and uh, and have fun doing it. So um, thank, thank you so you much, guys, ladies. So much. so much fun. Have an awesome rest of your day. And we're signing Thank you. Off. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. Yay. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at captivatethecrowd.com. See you next time.